Talking Travel with Sally Lucas. Sally, what will we be talking about today? Well, we'll talk about some beautiful parts of the world, actually, Dave. And firstly, I'm going to head off to Greece, to the island of Santorini. Now, it's the one island that just about anyone who wants to go to Greece, that's the island they want to go to. Did you mention Santorini? I certainly did, and I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners out there have been there, or if they haven't, they'd be wanting to go. Um, not just honeymooners, but it is a very romantic island. But just to let you know a little bit about the island, Jacques Cousteau actually uh, went there to look for the lost city of Atlantis. He believed it was in that area. But it's actually a group of islands consisting of about six islands in the southernmost part of, of the city. Cycladic Islands, and the whole complex of the Santorini Islands is still an active volcano, and it's the only, probably the only volcano in the world whose crater is actually in the sea. Wow. So it's quite unbelievable. Um, and the act, actually the islands that form Santorini did come into existence as a result, obviously, of volcanic activity, and they had 12 huge eruptions, one every 20,000 years approximately, <laughs> and each eruption caused the collapse of the volcano's central part, which created the larger crater, or caldera, as it's known. And the volcanoes managed to recreate itself over and over again. But the last big eruption was over 3,600 years ago, so it's quite a long time, so don't worry, I don't think it's going to erupt any time soon. But it is a most wonderful island, perched up on high cliffs with incredible views and wonderful sunsets. So, as I said, it's often sought after as a romantic getaway in Greece, and there's just not many places in the world where you can have this sort of vision where you're perched up high on yeah, an island yeah. and have that outlook to the horizon with the beautiful colour of the crystal clear waters and to think that you're on the rim of a massive active volcano in the middle of the sea. If you think about it in that way, it's quite remarkable. And there's lots of different areas in Santorini itself that you can visit. There's the main township, of course, but that does have other towns you can visit. One's called Fira, which is the main town. Then you've got Ia, it's spelled O-I-A, Imerovilia and Firostefani, which is located high on a cliff. And you can go and get some of the most amazing sunsets at a lot of these places, as you, as you can well imagine. The beautiful whitewashed villages, the windmills, lovely food. You can get there by um, air, if you wish, like from Athens, or you can catch a ferry. And from there, you can, you know, hop start off to other islands, if you so wished, which are, are beautiful in that whole area anyway. But Santorini just conjures up, I think, with people, this image of a very romantic destination. A great time to travel there? A great time to go to Greece really is not in the winter months. They do have a winter and not in the peak of summer. Um, they can get, like we're having, 40-degree days. So you, you'd sort of go mainly May, June. Um, or again, after the hot August, which is their hottest month, say around September or October, before it gets too cool again. So I'd say either the spring or the autumn are the, the nicest times to go. And always good to talk to a travel agent to find out more details about it and some tips. Oh, yes, there'll be tips. Honestly, most of us within anyone's office, when you've got a whole group of agents together in an office, not everyone can go everywhere, but there's always someone that has been to one of those destinations and will be able to talk with you about it and explain in detail about it. And, and some people that, that we've worked with have come from Greece or have got relatives in Greece because the Newcastle, as you know, has got a large Greek yeah. population, most of whom come from Ithaca, actually, which is an island to the north, and it's another lovely island as well. So the, and this, the other lovely island is Samos, which is actually closer to Turkey, but it's a very wooded island. A lot of people see the Greek isles and see that they're all rocky, etc. But there are islands that are actually full of pine trees and quite different. So different islands in Greece offer you different type, if you like, of scenery and, and a lovely way of enjoying the Greece lifestyle, which is pretty relaxed. 
Belize. Well, that's in Central America, Dave, and it actually borders on um, Guatemala and, and Mexico, if you can imagine, to the, to the west. So it's got a coast, and it's the only English-speaking country in Central America. Does it have a third world feel about it or not? No, 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 no not at all. And it's got it's a really rewarding place to go to because it's also got um, the largest concentration of Maya sites in the region, which is the famous Mayan Indians who were oh, all throughout okay. Central America and Mexico. So you've yeah. got these wonderful ru- ancient ruins there, which people don't expect to find on an very island. Good, very good. So that's really good in itself as well. But any of the um, you've got 400 tropical islands around this area, so people don't realise how many islands there are that you can explore in this part of the world. And the other area that's really fantastic, other than Belize, of course, is Costa Rica. Now, both these islands have incredible animals that you won't see anywhere else, like huge uh, birds, a bit like a macaw, but even bigger, with green beaks and nice. black and yellow plumage and different sorts of monkeys. And, oh, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um, the official language, I said, is English anywhere that Anywhere there, it's English, which is really unusual. They have the Belize dollar as their um, form of currency. Which, How does the Aussie dollar hold up against that? Well, two Belize dollars give you one US dollar. Okay. So I guess if one US dollar is costing us about, what, 70 cents, hmm. isn't it? Yeah. So two Belize dollars is about 70 cents, I suppose. Okay. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly. Um, and they've got a lot of different ethnic groups living there, uh, from Eastern Indian, Spanish, um, English, of course, um, even Chinese, Lebanese. So it's a real mixed ethnic community. And it's about 8,867 square miles, and it's got 266 square miles of islands attached to it as well. Mm. So it's quite a remarkable place. And we forget about some of these destinations, like the world is opened up now in a big way and we've got different places we can go to that we never even thought about. I imagine some wonderful cuisine there. The cuisine, yes, and the waters are pristine. You go to these, these places and there's just no pollution. There's no industry. So Brilliant. you've got no air pollution, you've got no sea pollution, you're, you're swimming, diving, snorkeling, you know, you're seeing a wonderful array of, of wildlife as well as having a lovely relaxing style destination as well. Is that an escape place for our winter? Oh, certainly. Mm. Certainly, yeah. You you wouldn't go there in um, hurricane season. But no. <laughs> and what else have you got there for us today? Sarah? Yes, well, what else we have is Mount Kinabalu, which is that wonderful mountain in Borneo. It had been actually closed because they were improving the tracks because sometimes they're quite dangerous and part of it was like using chains to get to the top. People don't realise how difficult Mount Kinabalu is to climb because it's obviously not as high as anything in Nepal Mm. or not as high as Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa either. But it is quite a climb. But they've actually now saying they've reopened it, but they've also got a new alternative route. So for people who don't want to do the old sort of more the single trail, and it's what what happened, I don't know whether you remember, Dave, but a while back a number of climbers and mountain guides were actually killed during an earthquake back in June Mm. on on that island. So not only did it happen in Nepal, which was a far more severe earthquakes and so on, but it also happened in Borneo as well. But yes, just to let people know that they might have been worried that it's going to be closed forever, but no, they've made some new tracks, they've improved it, and Mount Kanabalu is now open. And Borneo, again, is a delightful place to visit. I mean, everyone wants to see the orangutans and go to an orangutan sanctuary, sanctuary rather. And you've also got a beautiful turtle sanctuary where they release the baby turtles, and you can go and see the turtles nesting, etc. And wonderful, you know, forest walks. Even if you don't want to climb Mount Kinabalu, there's some gentle, low-lying forest walks you can do as well. And again, very inexpensive. It's one of the those countries it's quite inexpensive to go to from here you would fly via like kale in, in um, 
Malaysia or via Singapore is the way you would go to get there. And it's a, a terrific family destination as well. You can do homestays in the big, what they call the long huts, and there's a wonderful system of caves that are quite unique in that part of the world. Okay. So, yeah, interesting things to do out there. Lots of, lots of things in the world that you might not have been to yet. So the, um, your bucket list can keep growing and the world is literally your oyster. We're going to take a break. When we come back, is it best deals? Hot deals again. Just thought I'd announce this for the ladies out there. Diamond Cliff Resort and Spa, which is in Thailand in Phuket, has introduced a new suite of accommodation for ladies only. They recognised it was an area that was lacking for a lot of females who like to travel together and be together. So, yes, it's located, obviously, within the resort. It's a dedicated area. Um, So it's a secure sanctuary for female travellers and all been refurbished with beautiful... um, interior feminine touches they're 70 square meters so they're not small they're quite large accommodate up to three people so it's suitable for you know a a female group book a few rooms together if they wanted to travel together and they also offer a few different things it's like a yoga mat available for them uh, and some dumbbells for stretching and meditation so just really interesting a jacuzzi tub it's just something lovely for the ladies that that might want to get a group together pamper yourselves a little bit you know why not absolutely don't have those blokes hanging around <laughs> Uncruise Adventures, we've talked about them before. Um, they are a wonderful company who they call them Uncruisers because they're not big ship cruising, they're small ship cruising yeah. and they have lots of different destinations. But one of the areas they operate in is the Inside Passage in Alaska, Dave, which you and I were talking about yeah. earlier. Now, the National Park Service has actually awarded them 102 permit entries per year into Alaska's majestic and pristine Glacier Bay National Park for a five year period beginning next year. So, this is how highly they think of them, what a good operation they run with their small ships the difference with the small ships are you're nudging right in to the bays you get off and you do hikes and walks you go to the tourist bureaus you see things you're not going to see you're really getting up close with those yep not going to see like what you see on a large ship is totally different to what you're going to see on these small vessels so keep uncruisers in mind because they've got a fantastic range of itineraries uh, for next year and next year is also the 100 year anniversary of the glacier bay national park and there's going to be some special events and things happening okay. on board etc throughout that so look for those itineraries they're really great they start from under two and a half thousand per person oh sorry about yeah. that i just knocked the mic i apologize for that to anyone i didn't mean to do that to your ears uh, also the um, princess asia has got a flash sale of an exclusive upgrade at the moment if you want to do an asian break on the sapphire princess now this is just a quick one if you want to get away before christmas on the 11th of december do a bit of christmas shopping and visit singapore penang and Kuala Lumpur, and it starts from uh, under $2,700 per person for a seven-night fly-stay cruise. So that's something really great to do. Sticking with cruising, um, Exotic Corners, this is called, special offers for exotic destinations like we've been talking about today. The Treasures of Costa Rica and the Panama Canal. It's a seven-night cruise that you can do on the Variety Voyager by Variety Cruises. These are available from December through to March next year. You're getting a 25% discount on all cruise fares, plus free land excursions which is really great. Canary Islands, you fancy doing a cruise out of Las Palmas or Tenerife, around that beautiful part of the world, 20% discount there, and also free land excursions or a free golf package at four locations. 
And another one, Seychelles, which is considered the Garden of Eden, mm. the Seychelles Islands in the Indian Ocean, a seven-night trip out of Mahé, which is from November to April next year, again with free land excursions. These have to be booked, though, by the 30th of November to qualify for those rebates. Okay. Club Med, that's another wonderful holiday. I've always called it a cruise on land. Uh-huh. It's like a cruise because everything's included. Yes. So you don't, you're not dipping your hand in your pocket because everything, all your meals, your, even your drinks at Club Med are included. So right. always remember that when you book a Club Med holiday. It's a very inclusive program and it's really only what you do outside the resort that's going to cost you any money. And they've got some great savings at the moment of up to $870 per person at a range of resorts, uh, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, China, Mauritius, the Maldives, etc. from November to April next year with great savings on all those destinations. Okay. So keep those in mind as well. And one last one, Dave, for those people who love the good old NZ across the ditch, and I'm sure we all do. It's a beautiful country. Um, this is a cruise New Zealand and tour with AAT Kings. 26 nights, so it's a really in-depth itinerary, departing the 16th of February next year. You're doing a 15-night cruise aboard Diamond Princess from Sydney to Auckland. Um, you go via Melbourne, Hobart, Fjordland National Park in New Zealand, Dunedin, Akaroa, which is a beautiful French port that serves Christchurch, Picton, Wellington, Tauranga in the, uh, in the Bay of Plenty and then into Auckland. Then after you do that you're doing a nine night contrast of New Zealand tour uh, from Auckland to Christchurch with AAT Kings and you fly home. Now that starts from um, touch over $6,000 per person ex-Sydney. That's great. 26 nights and that's, you're getting all your meals on the cruise of course and you're getting a, a whole range of meals also on your coach tour and all your sightseeing and excursions. So great package if you want to do that. That's a hot deal right there isn't it? And yeah. that's valid till 15 December that okay. one so you've got to book by 15 December. So that's it for today Dave. You've covered us there with hot deals, you've told us about Belize Santorini, we've loved it, thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Look forward to it next week. Talking Travel, back next Friday with Sally Lucas here for our sponsor, Travel on King at 2 and URFM.